fire. <laughs> Lightning struck that thing. <laughs> Against Miami? <laughs> it's the insignificant lines that are the right, best yeah, part. Like, it's like I'm some type of asshole, but they're like the most yeah. like it's like one kid's line in the movie or yeah. something. Like, Not a true fan, Jeff. Just say it. Like Just you want me it. to remember the dialogue from the shameless <laughs> yeah. part of Back to the yes. Future Three, like the yes. most boring yeah. fucking part. Like where there's no funny lines. Look at them moccasins. What kind of skins is them? Nikkei. What's that? Some sort of engine talk? Make some wake up juice. Yeah, these guys love the McFly. For fun. This is the podcast right here. Uh-oh, are we recording? Uh, yeah. Oops. Welcome, <laughs> everybody, to level 52 of the Woo! Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, <laughs> and to quote Back to the Future 2 and 3 to each other. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. The VR of our podcast, Vactor. Vactor Reality, that's what VR stands for. And our very own Mixed Reality, Jeffrey W. The Second. Yeah, delusion is what <laughs> VR is. <laughs> <laughs> and I am augmented reality, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the augmented reality. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time joining us, well, hey, thanks for being here. If this is your 52nd time joining us, well, hey, thanks for being here. If this is your some, somewhere in between, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Since you're here, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, do me a favor, hit subscribe. That way, you know you're going to get a fresh new Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast hot and ready for you in your inbox every week. That's super important. And while we're at it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Spotify, really wherever. Listen, I'm about to make up a name. <laughs> Don't be a Tommy. Yeah. And say Ugh. you left us a review, but there's no review anywhere. Don't do that. Be a Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad is on our side. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This week, we got a lot of video game news to talk about. We got plenty of video games. The series, or not series, the season finale of The Last of Us came and went. We're going to talk about that. But before we get into all that, it's time for that After Dark content. What you guys really want to hear. I heard that Trent and Jeff saw Scream 178 this week. Rob wrote that in the show notes. Yep. If it's a if it's a solid joke, you know I wrote it. So, tell us, <laughs> yeah. Quick spoilers for Scream Six. 
How was the movie, boys? Tell them, Jeff. Uh, I thought it was good. There's a, uh, you know, and this one has, <laughs> well, this one has, I mean, I guess the last screen movie, you know, people didn't agree with me. I don't think very much when I recommended the last screen movie, or at least like personally, not like, uh, not from like Rotten Tomatoes. I think Rotten Tomatoes, it did uh, sort of decent, I think. Um, but, uh, or at least that's what I recall. 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, the last kind last thing, and they, they're self-aware, so they kind of call it a requel. So the whole time they're kind of like, mocking how many people had come back for the last movie and it felt a little you know it's it's a little bit of the uh south bar south park member berry you know kind of vibe uh in the last movie but this one you don't get as much of that there is a couple you know gales shows up and stuff uh and there's another character that comes back from the old movies but other than that it was uh i really i think this might be one of the better ones that they've made. I think you pro- I would probably put it like third if we're they're talking ranking screen movies. I would maybe put it up there. It's but uh, did uh but did Jay and Silent Bob come back? They, all right. Jay and Silent Bob were not there, but I feel like I want to say there was somebody else, but I don't remember who was in this movie because none of these people's faces are what? familiar to me except for Wednesday. And that's about it. Dang. Even wow. after I told you that. The Even after boy... I watched a recap, I watched a recap of the last movie before we went. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know these people. And then I was like, oh, yeah, who are these? Uh, who are these people? Well, we're talking about the new people. The guy from Avatar, Jeff, which I showed you oh. after. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clement. He's in it. The no. other one. Oh. Remember the little boy, the human boy with the dreadlocks? Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. He's in this, Rob. He's in this movie. His second role. Good for him. <laughs> he yeah. was in Avengers. Who was he in Avengers? He was the little boy on the bike when Scott Lang is in the neighborhood. Oh, you mean Avengers and Game. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think this is I think it was good though. And there's a couple stabby stabs that were pretty gross. Uh, in this one through one through the eye, one right in the mouth. Gross. Uh, just Jeff. how just how Ben Songer likes it. Um, oh, but, Ben uh, Songer. Google him, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I highly enjoyed it, and it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a vector Jeff W tradition at this point. We saw Scream Five last year. Now we saw Scream Six this year. I was. Gonna ask, it feels like there was just another Scream movie two weeks ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why don't these people move? Well, they did. In this movie, they went to New York. So they went from Woodsboro, which is where (laughs) the original is set. I'm walking in. Don't stab me. You're not not too far off. (laughs) (laughs) This... Uh, movie was an enjoyable time at the movie theater but i actually enjoyed scream five just a little bit more than scream six but are these movies even scary anymore i feel like Um, stabby stab hack and slash run from the person with the knife movies are not scary anymore i I don't know if the 
slasher movies were ever scary. I think maybe when I was a little boy. Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that though. But I but I also think there is a certain level, right? Like, like you have like the Fred, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. At a certain point, he just becomes Bugs Bunny, basically. Like he he stops becoming like like menacing in the earlier ones, well, and in like those final couple nightmare movies, like it becomes like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. But but I do think like they were never for me. Well, I mean, first off, for me, I don't think any movies really scary. Uh, there's jump like scares, but I wouldn't call movies just like I wouldn't cry at a movie. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to be scared. Jeff at a has movie. no emotions. You have the to only, remember that. And, and it's yes. America. The only movie I'm scared at is when somebody opens up shooting in the movie theater. Is the only time. Very I'm topical. <laughs> Can always count on Jeff for those political opinions. What's you the also, last scary movie you saw, Jeff? Like, scream. can you think of a movie that you think is scary? Oh. Um, that where you were like. Like you walked out of it and you said, oh, my God, I pooped my pants. You know, I think the closest it can get is there's some movies that are just like gross to me. Like they become like you're like they're so they lean into the gore a little bit. Uh, And I can't watch that for too long, depending on like how how graphic it gets. Um, Mainly uh, what's the um, I'm trying to think of the name. It's it's Art the Clown. Or art the he looks like a oh, mime kind of. You're thinking um, of a doink. <laughs> doink. No, the clown. Uh, look up. Oh, I'm trying to. Find, I need to find that art the clown horror movie. That well, so that one's, but that's more like I don't find those movies to be. It's a little bit creepy because I think the terrifier is creepy. Yeah, the terrifier. They have one and two. In one of those movies, he like suspends this woman from like her legs upside down and then cuts her in half, and it's it's pretty gross. Um, so I'd probably say that, and that was like 2016, maybe 20 something, whatever, whatever that was. Um, so I'd say that one's kind of gross, but I don't, I like after, after the age of like, I don't know, 13, I think I just stopped. Like, I don't know if a movie can like scare me. Like, I don't know if it's like, you know what I mean? Like maybe like there's some like creepy elements to it, but I'm never like, I don't know. It just doesn't draw that emotion out of me. Jeff, what's the last movie you guys were scared at? I don't even think you guys watch scary movies. No, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Paranormal about- Activity, <laughs> Jeff. Ever heard of it? Um, Jeff. Yeah. The yeah. Shining. Ever heard of it, Jeff? <laughs> I also like Sinister. <laughs> I thought that was a really good horror movie. But you mm-hmm. have to remember, Rob. Jeff is a horror aficionado. If you look on our Plex server, he's all the movies. That's that true. Jeff I do, has I do on enjoy there are horror movies. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying I don't enjoy these movies. I'm just saying I'm not like you've oh seen too God. many. Is what yeah. you're Jeff, saying. That might be it too. You've been desensitized. Yeah. Jeff mm-hmm. gets a perverse pleasure. But actually, that brings up something <laughs> in this movie. So. I'm going to come back to something once Vactor's done, too, about that. In this movie, Scream 6, they have to subvert your expectations because we've seen so many things up to this point. So they have to do stuff to trick you. And they actually do something in the opening of this movie, which I I would argue that the openings, the cold openings of the Scream movies are the best parts. And this one was really good too. Related to the movie, like they're like a separate movie in each one of these. Have you seen all the screams, Rob? Uh, the last one I saw was Scream 
three, I believe. Okay, that was Jane Soundbob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Four and five and are actually was that Creed? Was Creed on that soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> Four and five are actually pretty good, and they're a lot more talking about modern horror rather than the original Scream one, two, three. They were talking about like eighties and nineties horror movies. These four, five, and six now are more talking about the modern meta. So that's what I like about them. But I thought Scream 6 was good, not great. That's my review. Good, not great. Yeah, and I, you know, and there, I think maybe the reason I, I like, you know, uh, I've liked these Scream movies is because they are, they're just a little bit different. They aren't your, like, you know, let's say a movie like Hereditary, which to me is like, you know, f- Fun, like people, if you look at it, I think a lot of people like that movie. I just find it to be very boring. It is like you better not be tired when you're watching that movie. Like it is, there's not a lot of like to me, uh, you know, action. There's like it's pretty sl- it's slow burn in my opinion. Ninety percent on Rotten um, Tomatoes for Hereditary. So yeah, so I, I like when Scream because Scream is funny to me. I like the characters in there generally. R.I.P. to Dewey. Dewey's no longer there. But, uh, what? You know, that's, Spoilers! That's our favorite. That's that's me and Vactor and Vactor's wife's favorite character. Let me tell you they, a real they, quick they thing about him. David Arquette. I'll let you get <laughs> yeah, to your point. You met but, him? No, but <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, always think of, I always think of this. Anytime people mention David Arquette in my mind, and keep in mind, I like David Arquette. I think, oh, he's an NT. Now, when I was growing up, uh, when David Arquette was married to Courtney Cox and was doing things like Ready to Rumble, again I was young and I was uh, I was in, still in school, like high school, and I'd tell my mom about oh this movie with David Arquette. I like David Arquette. My mom would look at him and she, she'd she'd go, "He's an NT," and I'd be like, "What does that mean?" No what? talent. <laughs> <laughs> He's an NT. <laughs> so every time, I, every time I see him, in, in the NT. back of my mind, I think of that. I go, "He look, look at this NT walking around." <laughs> I thought this was like uh, I thought you were about to go like the Scientology Tom Cruise. <laughs> like no, He's no, an no, NT. no, no, you're not allowed to talk about him. <laughs> hey, uh, but uh, you know, I would say, man, if you're I'm not going to list off my favorite like horror movies. I would say I'm more of a like a thriller movie anyway. I'd have to make a list, but I don't know. I feel like Scream does enough different for me that the vibe is right. Like I would say like Halloween is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Of all like, time. Halloween one and two. Um over anything, mainly because John Carpenter's great, and I also love a lot of other John Carpenter movies, but also you know, it's about the vibe. You know what I mean? It's about the, for me, it's not so much the gore and, you know, it's more about the tone that is being set through the whole movie. And, right. uh, I like it when somebody does something different. Scream is always like, Scream is funny and like actually funny to me. Not funny, not funny in a like Freddy way where he's like Bugs Bunny, but more of, you know, like Factor said, it's more about the meta. It's more about the, you know, they're openly talking about the cast of characters while they're sitting in a circle. And, you know, people are showing up in the movie. Vector remembers this part. Like, he's like, oh, I missed the monologue. And, you know, <laughs> like there's just uh, there's just some good stuff in there. And, you know, there's some uh, there's some some good creepy parts in here. You know, the subway stuff I thought was was interesting. Oh, Jared was, uh, Vogel? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that was really scary. What? That was really scary. Uh, we had to remove all the children. Um, they got really, really, really bad. Uh, but I'd say I like Scream. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say I like Scream. Yeah. Scream has always been my favorite slasher since the first Scream. But you know what's funny? Jeff said that they're funny. And I always think about Marlon Wayans and Sean Wayans when they did Scary Movie. And they're the, you know, the press interviews that you see over and over again. Every single interview I saw was them saying, this movie is actually funny. You know how Scream pretends to be funny? This movie is actually funny. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, scary movie. There's like a penis in it in the first two minutes of it, right? That was the second one. That was the second one. I'll always remember that, and I'll always was that the second one. Are you sure? They're in the movie theater. Yeah, through the bathroom. Yeah, because that's parroting Scream Two. I right, do not remember right. that. Okay. <laughs> I just remember being young it. and being like, oh, they put a penis in here. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's boy. a dick. The horror movies I like the best are those slow burn ones, Jeff, like The Grudge or uh, Ooh. The Ring. Okay. Those yeah, I, are, do like, I do like Asian. those. Yes. Yeah. What are the Japanese? The. The very, let me tell you a quick story, Jeff. The first time. We're going to talk about video games eventually, everybody. <laughs> the. The first time I saw The Shining, right, mm-hmm. I was spending the night Shining. at my cousin's house. Maybe you've heard Classic. of my cousin Adam. Inside <laughs> yeah. reference for everybody. <laughs> I was spending the night at my cousin Adam's house. And he said, you want to you wanna watch a scary movie? And I said, yeah. And he goes, have you seen The Shining? And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's so scary. Let's watch it. <laughs> and so it's like midnight. And, you know, he turns off all the lights. He pulls out the old VHS, Jeff, of 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 The Shining. He puts it in. Uh-huh. Sit on the couch. It's starting. And he get he, he looks at me and he goes, all right, I'll be in my room. I'm going to be playing games. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I was like, what? And then he straight up left. <laughs> and I sat in that living room by myself watching The Shining at night with all the lights off. And let me tell you. When that little pig person uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. lifted up his head from that guy's, you know what? I don't think I'd be any more scared in my entire life at that moment, man. Uh, so I think that's where like these slow burn movies, where my my love for those came in. Yeah, the ones that that get you after a while, those are the good ones. It it has to be, and also ones- I'm a furry. So yeah, I think that's where that came from. And not not to cut back off real quick, but like also, yeah, like Shining is like Kubrick, right? And then you Mm -hmm. have like for me, Halloween Carpenter. Like you look at like what they did later and you're like, okay, these guys, they did this in the horror genre, right? But like they are clearly like thinking bigger than that too. Like they, yeah, they have classes, but but yeah, sorry, Vector, you're going to say I have no idea what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just made him forget. Back All off right. to video games. All right. Let's talk about video games, everybody. Oh, now I remember. Oh, never mind. The best ones are the reason why I think paranormal activity is scary is because what you don't see, because they don't, it's not like graphic. You're right. Bloody That's a good point. Stuff. The paranormal activity and there was another. Oh, 
I didn't. I wasn't a fan of Blair Witch, but it's that same type of okay. What you think you're gonna see, like what mm. you're in your mind, what you're about, you know, what you're anticipating. Um, those are the ones that I think are scary. Yeah, like if you um, compare Saw, the first one, to the other Saw movies, right? Like that one, like uh, the the uh, crescendo of Saw, where Carrie Ellis is having to cut off his leg. You don't see that in that movie, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's built up to it, and you have a little mini freakout when he's doing it. Versus Saw Two and Beyond, where they're like, "And your skin's gonna get pulled off your face. Let's <laughs> take a look, everybody." So yeah, I, I agree with you, Trent. What's not seen a lot of times is scarier than what's seen. Mm. Speaking of scary, Jeff W is always DTF. Down to talk fun, that is. It's time to get into the video games, everybody. Trent, what's been going on this week? Well, I don't think any of you ever got the updated systems. Right? You people, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely own like four Xbox 360s. I had a white, I had the Elite, I had, uh, I think I want to say I got an updated bodied one too. Like, I don't think I even had You never got the PS4 Pro, right? I didn't get that one because, well, the PS4 was a shitty console. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. I just skipped skipped that one. Wow. out there, Jeff. Won the console war uh, for the generation, (laughs) but. Exactly. Exactly. But it is what it is. Um. (laughs) I bought a Nintendo Switch OLED. Still, oh, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I bought <laughs> until, a I bought a Wii U uh-huh. until the Switch. Well, uh-huh. what was the other one? Oh wait, it was the Wii and then the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. counts. So I have had all of these pro systems, all the upgrades. Humble, well, humble brag. Yeah, yep. PS Five Pro is now in development, boys going to be released in may of 2024 late 2024 is now is what it's saying oh it's saying mm. it's it may release not in may it's saying it may release in 2024 it's, it's gonna be may is what you're saying december <laughs> 2024 so like the ps4 pro this one is supposed to have better specs than the base console allowing for better visuals and performance i wonder already was the PS4 like just came out? What wasn't it? Twenty twenty? Yeah, I don't. It was, even yeah, it was. It, it was during the pandemic. <clears throat> I yeah. think. Right, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. ev- nobody could get one. Mm-hmm. Still can't get one. But I'm interested because we are all PC gamers, and updating our PC, we're 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 used to updating it. You know, every few years, putting in some more RAM, g- getting more powerful graphics card things like that where consoles are kind of stuck for however long you have that console this next generation boys or i should say this current generation is all about updating and making you pay more money so is anyone getting this ps5 pro i probably will (laughs) probably i've never actually bought an upgraded console Mm-hmm. or a pro version of anything uh they are better well i mean i would feel i feel like only the i mean I, like you have the ps4 pro and then what was the xbox equivalent 
what what do they what call it? Series X, right? Yeah, had the, right. or the Elite, or what was what was it? Was that what it was? I think Xbox One X is what it was called. One X, yeah, Xbox One X, right? Mm-hmm. So I had that. I think I'm trying to recall these consoles I had, mm-hmm. um, but but even I guess like the other ones to me, like there was always like an aesthetic thing, right? Like even the the 360, like I don't think that was like. Aside from very like oh, technical yeah. details, like the I think three sixty and then three sixty S came out yeah. five years later. Okay, just, yeah, S was like the, the one that was kind of like more angular, triangular looking. Yeah. I think I had one of those, but like those, I just never found to be. I just don't ever find the like console pro versions to be enough of a step, and that's like the PS4 Pro thing. Like to me, it just never. It wasn't enough for me, like to especially I was heavy into PC at the time, right? And I still am, but like, if you're not, you know, like the P, the it's it's funny because the Xbox and PlayStation War was built off of that, you know, 1080 60 frame like argument. Every game that came out was compared, and then whoever didn't outperform the other got negative press. It was like a consistently right. negative press for Xbox, but like I just felt like neither of those consoles really like. Like I'm not there for the performance necessarily because if I was, I just wouldn't go. To, so I just, I just, for me, it's hard to justify buying it because I just don't think, you know. And and you run into the problem like, like Nintendo, right? When they did that updated 3DS, right, and it had like the extra uh, joystick on it or whatever, right? Like none of the games. Oh used yeah, I it. forgot about that. Yeah, none of the games used it because all of their user base was clearly you know on the older consoles like they're they and that thing was massive right so you couldn't and just i feel like it. so i also feel like you run into that issue too depending on how much how far you go with it right i think they were pushing like kingdom hearts for the the dual stick 3ds or something mm-hmm. like that yeah there was yeah. one game games. that they were pushing they were like this is why you need two it sticks. might have been they they were releasing those zeldas out on at that time and you could control the camera so i Maybe. think that was also uh the selling point too I remember there being a notable difference with the PS4 Pro where you could have 60 frames per second. Like you could, there was that, the different fidelity modes which they have now in the PS5. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was worth it at the time. Now, I also should note this is not an official report. This is a rumor based on the PlayStation console architect, Mark Cerny, filed a patent which looked to boost the performance of ray tracing tech as a possible reason for this PS5 Pro. And this report also claims that the PS6 is not going to be released until 2028. So there's something. Let's just say this is true. Would you have... Rob and I are going to get the Pro, but Jeff, would you wait until 2028 to get a new Uh, plate? I mean, if we're going at this rate, I think I would. But because also like this console generation feels like new still, right? Like they haven't yeah. really. I mean, still number one because of supply, the... right? Because nobody had them and it took forever. Mm-hmm. And then like the games that are not as frequent right now, and then there just hasn't been enough blowing me away. I mean, I honestly, you know, it, it's funny. I, I you could probably trick me into doing it if you made it like a like a totally different looking console. Like if it was like small. And you did like something that just, you know, looked unique, right? Like, you know, remember like the PlayStation uh, one back in the day, you get eventually that thing was like the size of your palm, right? Like they went from like a pretty decent sized box to being like tiny. 
Um, so they, they put were a able screen to do, on it after a while. Yeah, though. right. Yeah. They had the screen on that. Was that like a PSX or PS One X? Yeah, or I think they called like it PSX. Yeah, and and so if they did something like that, that that would interest me. It was kind of like you know, and then or, or like you know, the OLED sold me on on the switch like so that sold me there and then also i was going to hack my original one because i had an original launch one but they, i don't know i just i think i would probably wait if if they were like hey it's the same box it's just a little more powerful unless unless the power was so good that it was like undeniable i i just probably would wait i think i just don't see the uh point you know for me yeah some are saying that this is going to be this is this rumor is not valid because of the the shortages and then also because at this point like jeff is saying they haven't even pushed the limits of the existing playstation 5 hardware because a lot of the ps5 games are coming out on ps4 as well so why would they do an upgrade when they haven't even pushed the limits of this current one so these or sorry i'll say another uh, thing too just real quick is we're in a different we're in a different gaming space i think now too right like i don't think a sequel to an xbox or a sequel to a playstation are as are i think they're losing their significance i would say they're still significant but like you you better make sure i can play all of my games on this new one you know what i mean like you're I, if they cut off the old console, I would be shocked, especially with Xbox, you know, seemingly going the other way of putting everything on their latest stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see if this ever comes true and we'll see if the PS6 ever comes out. <laughs> all we got to do is stay alive till the PS6, boys. <laughs> yeah, we're all, yeah, we're all going yeah, to. Speaking die. of things that we may never see. The Suicide Squad game was delayed again after negative fan reaction, boys. It was supposed to arrive in May. Now, <laughs> look at Jeff. He's the sole reason that this happened. <laughs> Thanks they're a lot, fucked. Jeff. <laughs> they listened nothing to they're you gonna on do. the podcast. <laughs> nothing they're going to do. <laughs> now, this, was, this game, if you remember, was revealed in August of 2020. And we've had a number of delays and i don't even know what's going on with this it was originally supposed to get released next year then it got delayed until i don't even know there there is no specific release date anymore for this game so we don't even know (laughs) when this game is coming out we'll play it one day (laughs) this we and this one we were excited to play, boys. There was a time, oh, yeah. believe it oh, or yeah. not, where Dude, I was I looking have, forward to this game. I've been waiting since Arkham City. Because uh, since Arkham City, the, before they even announced Arkham Knight, there was all those rumors that they were like, well, Rocksteady's tired of making Batman. They've done what they, they feel like they've done what they could. And then there's all these Superman rumors. And then Arkham Knight came out and they're like, well... They're doing this, and this is the final goodbye. They're killing off Bruce Wayne as they do in the in the uh, game, whatever. And then well, he's not really dead. Spoilers, yeah, really uh, come back. And then for them to come out with what you're expecting to be, you know, a single player game, and they did not like nothing in those original trailers that came out. Nothing hinted at what this game was. You were assuming a Rocksteady like experience, and uh, 
yeah, people are not going to like this fucking game. I think all this is for is so that when it comes out, people can be like, yeah, this game fucking sucks, but it runs well. So you should you could play well, that. You know? That's what I think they're that's talking what about. Because if it actually releases later this year, instead of May, let's say it comes out in November, that's not a huge amount of time. So it's not going to be this complete overhaul where they take no. out all the live service stuff, take out all of that always on online stuff. It's just going to be more of like a polish yeah. to the they game. They should just release it. Release it in its shitty state and just get it over with because what's the point? Gotta like make this, the shareholders happy, Jeff. The negative press is, <laughs> is only being delayed, so you might as well release it. I already you know. hear that? Rock steady. <laughs> you might as well. So, yeah, it was originally – I said next year. It was, it was supposed to release last year, 2022. Then it got delayed until spring 2023, and then May 2023. And now, all right, maybe sometime in 2023. Who knows? Hmm. Xbox knows that they won't be on the E3 show floor. Microsoft and is does anyone care about E3 anymore? No, not really. No, <laughs> no. no. It's interesting that they're still tr- that they're really pushing to make it a thing this year because. Yeah. There was a time when E3 was it, man. E3 was Christmas every year. You'd be like, what are they going to make? What are they coming out with? Is Nintendo going to show me a new Zelda? Oh, yeah. it's just Pikmin again. Oh, Because we just didn't have access to information like we do today. Yeah. And there, now we can just get everything on their Twitter accounts. But IGN first reported that Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo would not formally be taking part in E3. Who's left? It's just independent <laughs> publishers. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Nobody, nobody cares, Ubisoft. Right. And yeah. Xbox is having their own event. Uh, but, yeah, they announced that E3 is not going to be for them, for Xbox. So. E3 is PP, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Should I put that in the title of this episode? <laughs> yeah, E3 is PP. Let me write that down. I'm going to write it on my hand. Some more letters you should write down. E3 is PP. Is O-L-E-D because Valve, he wrote it like Penny's boat. <laughs> Valve wants to make OLED's Steam Deck. Remember that Switch Steam Deck? I mean, that Switch OLED, Rob? Now you can get a Steam Deck. It's right over there. I can see it. It's still he said, "Now you can get. Now you can buy <laughs> another guy. Steam Deck, Rob, and and let it oh, collect us." Man, but they're no, no, saying, "No, no, no, it's a <laughs> I've gotten more out of my Steam Deck in the short amount of time than I have the Nintendo Switch in its entirety." Dang. Well, that's your choice, Rob, because you could have been playing Metroid. You could have been playing a bunch of Kirby games. Well, I'm waiting. I. I, I've said it before. I said it again. I'm not playing any new Switch games until that OLED comes out. And I promised the listeners that I wouldn't open it until Breath of the Wild 2, which is Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> but oh, in an interview, no. a Valve coder said that the company is open to an OLED Steam Deck, but replacing the screen is more complex than you might think, Jeff. There's a lot of limitations. And it's not just as simple as, all right, yeah. Yeah, flip Jeff. that screen out and yeah. just put in a new one. Throw the OLED in there, Jeff. You want you want to talk about things I'm not upgrading? <laughs> not to an OLED <laughs> Steam Deck. So. <laughs> so even though even though I do love the Steam Deck, it should I'm not. It's I hard want, to justify it. I want 
a quieter fan. I want it to not run so hot, and I want it to be smaller. Those are the updates to the Steam Deck that I want. But an OLED screen is not necessarily one of those, although I do like OLEDs. Now, Rob was just talking about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, but did you know, Rob, that Nintendo's Mm -hmm. president, Doug Bowser, (laughs) notice me, senpai, notice me, He says that the next Zelda game is going to be deeply immersive and worth its $70 price tag. Now, a lot of people uh, are not anticipating this because most Switch games are $60. PlayStation 5 and Xbox have had a lot of $70 games, but this is going to be like the first Nintendo first-party game to have a $70 price tag. Now, I myself have already cheated the system and pre-ordered this new Zelda for less than $70. But for those of you who don't like to pre-order and who like to just buy your stuff at full price, like two of the other people on this podcast, <laughs> what you will who are you talking about? be purchasing a $70 Zelda game on May 12th. You mean you, just because I blindly buy every game and never <laughs> look at the price? <laughs> what? You, well, there's a $130 collector's edition. Is that the one? No, you're no, using? no. Now you're getting crazy. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't need, no, no. I don't need a PVC statue of Link. On looks, my, actually, maybe I do. <laughs> this looks pretty good, Rob. You're going to get one. Get a edition. good one. <laughs> yeah. This get a good pretty statue. good. There's, there's a steel book, Rob. Oh, I don't even know how to read. There's a poster and a pin set. <laughs> oh, pin set. Also for Jeff, a new Link Amiibo. Oh, Jeff. A new uh, amiibo. Jeff yeah. loves I'll, Amiibos. This I'll buy the, I'll buy the bootleg ones from China on like uh, Etsy or whatever. Where it's like bootlegs. $10 for every Jeff's Amiibo. Jeff's being facetious, listeners. This is an audio <laughs> podcast. You can't see yeah. the shelves of he Amiibos. bootlegs. He loves boot hands, boot arms. He loves them and all. And boot tees. Uh, yeah. yeah, there he goes. Yeah. Yep. I was That's waiting for he, it. He drove the ship and I crashed <laughs> it into the rock. <laughs> That's it for all the news this week. All right. So it's time to move on to our Let's Play section. Talk about the games we've been playing this week. First and foremost on the list, it says weekly hockey update. Uh, Jeff finished Hogwarts Legacy. Now keep in mind, Jeff. One-third of this podcast has beat this game. One-third of this podcast has invested in this mm. game, but hasn't yes. beaten it. And one-third only played 15 minutes. I won't tell you which is which. <laughs> One of us uh, hates wizards. But it was me. I beat the game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. So how, how'd you like the game, Jeff? Tell us uh, my, mild spoilers. I guess listeners out there, if you're trying yeah. not to get spoiled on Hogwarts yeah. Legacy, Jeff will do his best, unless he well, doesn't. Yeah, we'll do some miles. Push. And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Whatever the hell was going on at the end of this, <laughs> I couldn't really. I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, All right. So I can't really spoil a lot of it. But um, where so, I'm at, Jeff, just so you know. Yes, yes. I'm at the second trials. I just beat the second okay. trials. Okay. So are you so it's talking Christmas to now? Are you talking to Sebastian? I learned Crucio. in his Crucio. Okay. So you're there. Okay. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Um. So, first off, I'd say it's definitely worth finishing. Uh, and that game gets pretty difficult in the last last couple sections. Um, 
And there's specifically a trial. I might have spoiled it minorly in our chat a little. I don't even know if you clicked on the video, but you should definitely get to the next trial, the third one, because uh, that is uh, one of the best moments in the game. It's not in itself like the best thing ever, but in context of what you've been playing and then to have it changed up. Uh, I talked a little bit about it last week, I think. You said um, it's like it's like in Death Stranding where this walking simulator all of a sudden turns into Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. It's so, the equivalent. I, well, I would say it turns into a comic book. Let's just say that. That's close enough to what, right. what it becomes. So it becomes like a cool, different thing. Spider-Man. A little bit. Little Calvin um, and Hobbes. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, You're Susie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guy. So, it, uh, yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it is, you know, easily the best thing besides the core Harry Potter movies and the books, obviously. Um, all the gameplay. What else is there? <laughs> uh, d- those Dumbledore dog shit movies. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Those that's piles right. of garbage, right? There's those and then that other shit she wrote or whatever after. What about There's the play, Jeff? One. Cursed Child. Uh, gar- yeah, that's what she wrote. I think she wrote. Is that is that a book or is it a play or is it a screen? It's a play. They put they released the script as a book. Oh, but, that's what it is. Okay, so but it's a play. Ass, ass. Uh, Hogwarts at uh Universal. Ass. Okay, you know, all right. This game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you're just saying things and putting <laughs> ass irrational. in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, so it's good. Is so I guess my main critique and the reason I asked you about. Uh, the Sebastian storyline, Rob, is so basically I was trying to get to, you know, spoiler alert a little bit. You can mm-hmm. guess Avada Kedavra is in the game if you haven't seen like a meme. I know yet. it's in there and I, um, I'm just making an assumption that you don't really get it till like the end. It's late. It You know, it's yeah. it's late, but it's important because they don't want you like one shotting every person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you need kind of at the end is to be able to one shot some of those things and get them out of your way because there's just a lot happening. And I turned off the spell cooldown. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. out of game, so I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. Just going all right. Yeah. And, um, you know, funny enough, the, the, so you're going to get that late in the game. And you basically, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious to see if somebody's finished the game without finishing the Sebastian storyline. You can finish the Sebastian storyline without getting those curses, those cursed spells, but um, they're fun. Uh, so it, it my favorite part story is line, how mean my guy says it. He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> so mean. you have to mean it." Yeah. Factor. True. That's what it says. You have to mean it. That's yeah, in my mind. To, my guy is like a total dickhead already, and I'm like, <laughs> of course he'd be walking around doing unforgivable curses, right, left and right. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, that storyline though that's building along because that's almost like the supporting actor in this movie. That's like the supporting role is that Sebastian storyline that almost became more interesting to me. Uh, when I got to the end, because I'm like, I want to go chase down this cursed stuff that he's like, you know, taking me to these caves for and like taking me to like his uncle and sister and they're all going back and forth. Um, but yeah, I think this is uh, a game worth finishing. I will I will say this, like normally I use, uh, and Vactor makes fun of me for it, but I describe the end of a game as seeing credits, right? Because right. 
When in a I game, you don't. Of you for in a game, that? it's hard to because you mock me for saying it. No, uh, in no, a game, no. No, no, <laughs> in no, a no. game, it's hard to tell when you get to the end. So when you see credits, you know, to me that signifies you you've hit the story's end. Where and but you can also a hundred percent a game, which I could define as the end of a game. Uh, I didn't see credits, but there was a prompt that's like, "Hey, you finished the story. Uh, go." Prepare, prepare for your owls, your tests at the end of the year or whatever. And uh, there's a whole other mission. I, what it seems to me is I need to finish the game 100% and then I'll unlock probably some cutscene where all these little shits are getting out of school at You're the end of the year. You're going to have to go find all yeah. those stupid monkey statues. Oh, the little uh, firefly thing or whatever. You're going to find all things. the butterflies. Yeah, yeah, all that bulls. All the little book pages. It, yeah, there's mm-hmm. no way that's happening. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's. I'm never going to get to that. So I've done what I basically am going to do in this game. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, without having like a full-blown review and a sit-down and review from everybody here, you know, you're. I'm looking at kind of like an 8 out of 10-ish range, like really good, maybe a little ambitious in some parts. Um, but uh, Game of yeah. the year candidate, would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's too, it's, number one, it's too big of a game, and uh, the main storyline is too good. Actually, I would say if Vactor ever gets a chance, he should just turn on Wii Mod, go full-blown, Come Who on, cares? Trent. And just run Don't you through like that video story. Games? Yeah. <laughs> run through a couple of those stories and just like you can unlock fast travel everywhere. You can unlock the broom boost and you'll just be flying. So you won't have to like I'm fly- waste. I'm flying too a dang bird with, with horse legs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that's called. <laughs> and, and I never got I can't spoil what what's there. I never got to a dragon to being able to ride a dragon, but I feel like I missed the oh, the end of that quest somewhere so i might like do daenerys that. yeah i think but i could be wrong i could be totally wrong oh my god but yeah it's a good game good game all right well uh, i'll keep you updated on my hogwarts journey as i continue to play this game but let me update you on another journey you know what game i was playing this week jeff and trent a little game called horizon call of the mountain Oh yeah! What oh, on the PSVR two? Nice. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, as I say, uh, PS two VR unboxing is what you played. So I will say that the PSVR two unpooped the bed. Nice <laughs> this last week. Because... Tell Jeff why VR is good, Rob. Uh, Jeff, do you like good things or are you like a fan of bad things? <laughs> That's a he's leading thinking, question. He's thinking about <laughs> it. I think VR is sketchy. Um, so I got my PSVR. I got a new PSVR. I'm assuming it's new because they sent me a new in a new box with a seal on it, and it had a new code in there for Horizon Call of the Mountain. Oh, nice. So, uh, whichever one of you guys buys a PSVR two first. Ooh. There is a code for Horizon called the Mountain just waiting for nice. you guys, whoever bites the bullet. Uh, but I, I got it back. And to recap briefly, the last time I talked about the PSVR 2, it worked up until I had to play a video game. The buttons would not register on the controllers when a game was loaded. However, the home button would still work and would still go, it would gladly take me back to the home menu. 
and all the buttons would still work fine in the home menu, but just wouldn't work in games, wouldn't work in Resident Evil, Horizon, uh, Work Simulator, nothing. So I got the new one, immediately took it out of the box. I didn't even wait. I was in the middle of a work day, and I stopped everything. And I was like, nope, going upstairs. <laughs> going to test this thing. Uh, and it works. It works as advertised. So that's good. So now I can tell you about Horizon Call of the Mountain, because that's what I've been focusing my attention on. I did play the Resident Evil 8 demo just out of curiosity. Talk about scary. Uh, it is scary. Yeah. It's tense. Even though it's a game I've I've beat gosh, whenever that game came out, 2 years ago now. So I'm it's not like I don't know what's going to happen in the game. It's just being in it is something something about that. But anyway. Yeah. Horizon Call of the Mountain, Jeff. I didn't really know much about this game, but I can tell you what they do not Ooh. advertise it as and what it is is a climbing game. <laughs> Nice. You know they got these games where you're just rock climbing, these little like rock climbing experiences. That's what this game is. Okay. It's so much rock climbing that I'm standing in my office doing this <laughs> and my arms are getting tired, Jeff. From <laughs> doing not from doing nothing but this from yeah. up down up down. Um the graphics are really good looking. Mm. The only thing that I think there's there's wiggle room in terms of getting the headset perfectly in your your eye line because you know you have to adjust the eye the eye holes and uh, uh-huh. it's got to be sitting on your face because it feels like anytime I move it gets really blurry like if I'm turning my head from left to right to look at something it gets really blurry and then as soon as I stop moving it clears up so I don't know if that's a a rendering issue or if that's just a, a feature not a bug for the PSVR two but the you're you're set off on a mission and the dinosaur velociraptors are trying to hunt you down and you're trying to get from point a to point b you can you have your trusty bow and arrow that you have to reach over your left shoulder to take out and then you have to get your arrows and you have to shoot and i'm a crack shot at this this Mm -hmm. arrow game Jeff, because I'm pretty sure it's just tracking my eye wherever I'm looking. Yeah, is, is that how it's is that how it's shooting? Because yeah. it feels like I'm not I'm not missing a shot. Rarely do I miss a shot for what I'm going for, but it's a first mm. person game. There's no reticle, so you're just sort of figuring it out. Like I think I'm aiming at that box over there, and of course I nail it, smack dab nail it. So it's got to be tracking my eyes. Um. But it has some interesting mechanics because you are spending a lot of the time climbing, but there'll be moments where, you know, you're at the end of a bridge and you need to jump uh, a gap to get to a ladder on the other side. And so you have to hold down the triggers and do a quick up motion with two of your hands Mm. and your guy will jump and it goes immediately into slow motion. It's like jump fast, slow, oh, reach wow. for this, and then goes fast again. So it, it uh-huh. jumps. It gives you just enough time to figure out. Oh, I gotta reach my hands. I gotta reach my hands up to do this, and then you can catch what you're doing. That's kind of a fun mechanic. Um, hmm. And then later on, you get you get tools that you can craft. So like. Of course, I'm not a rock climber, so I don't really know the names of these things. But it's like a chisel you smash into the wall and you pull up. Chisel you smash into the wall and pull up. Um, Uh Which only works on certain walls. Um, 
but eventually you'll be forced to fight these robot velociraptors, Jeff. And that's where this game gets real interesting because you have to get your bow and arrow out. You have to turn your hand vertically or excuse me, horizontally to pick which kind of arrow you want, fire arrow, electric arrow, or regular. Hmm. But this, there's these monsters, these robots coming at you. So how are you supposed to run around and do all this stuff, Jeff? Well, let me tell you. Right. Your your mobility all of a sudden is very limited. You get put in this arena where all you can do is strafe left and right. And you don't have to physically move, but if you push the, the left thumbstick left or right, it'll shift you about hmm. five feet to your left or to your right, and you're just str- going in this giant circle. Oh, okay. So it's not one spot left right you can just keep going right until you do a big circle yeah like it's not you're not in a room but you're put in this little area Mm -hmm. imagine like a big circle room that's yeah yeah bit with rocks you know blocking your entrance exactly and so you're stuck on this circle path and you just essentially strafe around the circle Mm -hmm. shoot your arrows at these dinosaurs and eventually you, you kill them and and is it, I'm assuming it's doing things like the mechanic. And obviously, I never got to finish the the second game. It's one of those ones I'll hopefully one day go back and do. But I'm assuming you're like, find like it's like highlighting weak spots on the dinosaurs no, you're trying to aim yes, for. Yes, but not really. Just, not okay. not in the sense that it's not exactly the same as mm-hmm. the other game was or the other right. games are. But if you if you hit them on a particular spot, it'll light up and you'll say, okay, this okay. is where I'm aiming for. And if you're, right. if your eye, the eye tracking catches the spot, it'll, it'll glow a little bit, but not really, mm. but just, just enough so you can see it. Yeah. That'd be interesting it's, to me. If like, if the eye, if you have the eye tracking in there as your reticle and it was like that, like pushing you to look in certain spots, it'd be interesting. Yeah. See, factor. Um, this is like in Fortnite when you're hitting the thing with your hammer and you yeah. got to hit the one spot yeah. to make it fall quicker. Is what you ever heard of Fortnite? Never heard of it. I don't know what Jeff is talking about. But this would be Jeff saying, "This would be." Remember how Jeff said <laughs> I made fun of him for seeing credits? This is Jeff making fun of me for playing Fortnite. So the listeners can see it's who true. is the make funner. It is uh, not true. <laughs> Number it's one true. victory royale in Fortnite. <laughs> We're about to get down. Just dance. wipe that tomato town. Dance, Rob, dance. <laughs> I've just got downed. I don't know the words outside of that. <laughs> but I always think of it. I always think of that song. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely a fun game. It's not super. It's not, it's not Half-Life Alex. Uh, I'm just going to put you there. Which is what I thought I was going to get. That's what I thought. Game. Yeah. But it is not half like half life Alex. So I'm still on the search. I'm still on the hunt for the next half life Alex. Um, it's still a, it's it's fun. It's fine. It's good. I don't know if it's a killer app. It's not like like how you had to get uh, an N64 to play Mario 64. Mm. Like it's not that level of killer app. But it's still it's it's fun. It's fine. I do find myself wanting to go back and play it more. But it's definitely not. Like, well, I can, but I got Hogwarts. Like, well, maybe I'll go play Hogwarts. You know what I mean? It's All not, right. it's, it's not at the top of my list right now, but it's still a fun little experience. <clears throat> I also downloaded Moss. I started playing Moss a little bit. Uh, cause I hadn't, I'd never played that game. Um, that game's great. Mm. Moss is actually, I think, better than Horizon. Um, have either of you played that? No, you have not. So, 
it's a it's a platforming game where you're just sort of in god mode hovering over like these little vignettes and you have this little mouse and all you got to do is get them from point a to point b and you can pull you know platforms to help him push things to help him you can give him a little scratch on his little head and he goes hi um and it's a cute little story and it's a I wish there were more games in VR like this, where it's not necessarily a first-person simulator for every single thing that you need to do. Like, give me, let me play a third-person sort of game where I'm just sort of hovering over everything, but I can interact with the world and move around. So, uh, I'm not terribly far into Moss yet. I've only played it for about thirty minutes, but that thirty minutes, I was like, man, this is a good game. I like this better <laughs> than yes. Horizon. So I'll keep you updated on that. But that's been my week, boys. Enjoying that PS VR 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to move on to The Last of Us. The season finale just aired. It was called Look for the Light. A pregnant Anna places her trust in a lifelong friend. Later, Joel and Ellie near the end of their journey. Spoiler alert for the last episode of Last of Us. What'd you guys think of this episode? This was a very good conclusion to this season. And I was surprised that they got everything into this, what, eight episodes, nine episodes. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about it all season. I thought it was going to be longer. So I thought they did a very good job adapting the game storyline. I do have a couple issues with this season overall, but I think they did a great job of just doing the story from the game. Like they didn't necessarily divert too hard. It was what mm-hmm. we knew from the game on live, like in live action. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a good job. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the climax of the game, the entire climax sequence of the game smushed into one episode. Yeah. Um, it was it was very good in my opinion. It didn't it didn't have that shock and awe feel to it that the game did, but, but I think only because I didn't know what was going to happen when I was playing it for the first time. Yes. But now knowing ultimately what the conclusion is going to be, it's it was still good, but it was just missing that little like like oh man, I wish like I wish I was watching this like through my wife's eyes or somebody else's eyes who didn't know what was going to happen because I, that kick at the end man, I think would have been real good. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, actually the reason I'm most grateful, there's, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword for, you know, us, I think, um, in a way. Because one, it was great because I was glad it basically is. Like they, you know, I think in the game, you know, obviously when you're hunting all down, when he's hunting down the doctors in that hospital, yeah, you're spending a significant amount of time in there like, just shooting people in the face, uh, trying to get to that room, right? Right. Um, and in here, they kind of, you know, softened it a little bit, put music over. And I think uh, watching the after, uh, little after mini show thing they do, you know, they kind of, or maybe even Screen Rant or Screen Crush or whoever it was, Factor, that cover that we watch. Um, anyway, they covered like, oh, yeah, this is him kind of like, you know, his, his emotions kind of are out the window. He's just focused on getting her right. Um, which I thought was yeah, like an interesting that was screen way. crush. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting way to, 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 you know, see that. And I, and I agree with it. Um, so I was glad that it was 
something because I've been recommending it to people and I'm like, just wait. I'm like, you know, this show's good. And like, and like in the ending is crazy. Like when this happened in video games, we were all losing our minds, whatever, whatever. And then they did it. Um, the only thing I would say about this season, uh, especially like, like an episode like this is it has a, uh, a tiny, a fraction, a little bit of, Oh, Hey, uh, I already know this uh you know yeah. like it, it, it you know I, I i would almost i'm almost more interested to see as i introduce the show to more people and they get to that point like what their reactions are uh to it only because i we just we knew it you know we knew and they i mean they're literally at the end of this going shot for shot giraffe you know getting ellie taking her out killing the uh the woman in the uh basement and then leaving mm-hmm. her you know like they're going like like shot by shot by shot and um i think yeah that's really the only negative i would have to say about this stuff and they have i think changed it up enough this season to make it interesting overall for me but uh the only thing yeah the only thing complaint i have about the end is just that i just i knew i knew what was going to happen there was no surprise different thing for me which i don't I don't even think they probably should have done. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's an instance where I think that is beneficial to do it that way, even though I lose a little bit of, you know, s- surprise element to it. Right. But it was like, done you great. Remember? And the draft was real, supposedly. So oh, uh, yeah. that had that neat. tongue, Jeff. You ever yeah. seen a draft's tongue IRL? Long. Uh, not that close. Yes. <clears throat> You haven't lived. <laughs> they got him. They got him at the Phoenix Zoo. Um, yeah. I used to long time ago. I dated a girl who w- worked at the zoo, and she took me back there to meet the giraffes. And let me tell you, them them suckers. Oh, they got mm-hmm. the long tongues. Yes. Um, do you remember when the the first game came out, Jeff uh, or Trent? Where remember that that YouTube channel React? Yes, it was like. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know what, I don't know if they're still making content now. Those brothers that got be like, shit off. Elderly of react. Yeah. Teens react. Children react. They did a series, uh, elderly, elderly children, etc. react to The Last of Us. And they oh. would make these people play the opening level of the game <laughs> where oh, you're wow. running, you're just hanging out and all of a sudden the zombie invasion happens and you get to the point where your daughter gets shot. Uh, and I loved watching those because it was so <laughs> different. And seeing other people experience it, I thought was super interesting. And I think that I don't know if they could do the same thing with the the end of The Last of Us, but right. they were doing reaction videos to like the um, episode three episode, mm-hmm. uh, the episode three episode, Jeff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm in, uh, very interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing how they move forward with this show yes that's uh, exactly what i was gonna say two. because uh, we know they the confirmed plot. it right it's yeah. it's not gonna be they're planning on not doing just one more season like they're they're saying that game two is gonna be multiple seasons like two seasons i guess because, yeah well i mean it's a popular show right so it'd be mm. silly for them to just do okay well, we did it now it's over right and eventually when the third game comes out you know we'll make another series um, mild spoilers for Last of Us Part Two, but you know it takes place between two perspectives, Abby and Ellie, and so I, I'm curious if 
I was thinking about it after watching this episode. Like, how would they even do that? Like, do one season from Abby's perspective and one season from Ellie's perspective, right? And then watch right. them sort of inter interchange, like the end of Lost or something like that. Like, yeah, I, and I, I don't know how they would do it. I'm thinking too, like if you're gonna if you're gonna stretch this out a little bit, right? And you're you're trying to get as much good content, right, as you can. Like, you almost I would almost argue if you're gonna give like the writers their freedom. You, I would almost argue you would need you could do a season now of like pre you know between the two right a little bit like do some other stuff in there maybe come up with some original stories of maybe some original adventures do a couple things and then you could eventually because you could squeeze out uh, you know if they split up game two into two seasons you can get f- like four seasons out of this thing I think like f- relatively easy you know um, especially because like. I don't. I'm trying to remember what the jump from game one to two is in that age, but it's pretty significant, right? If I yeah, recall, yeah, she's she's older. Yeah, like so. There's 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 space in there, and I, I just wonder if I think obvious. I think the obvious move is to just make game two the next season, but I'm I'm just curious if they would try to you know make the, make this a little bit of a longer series, stretch out this, you know, this or goodwill they have from fans, maybe they, you know. they stop the second season when Abby and Ellie meet. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like, let's, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm super curious as, as to how it happens. And I think, I, think I just, are I, I would hate for them. <laughs> see what happens to Joel. <laughs> <Right>. Mini spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Joel's fucked. Uh, but, uh, I just think it would be interesting to see them. Uh, I, I also like. I also appreciate what like the show does differently. So I'm. I would be curious to see more. You know, like deviance from the game a little bit, like fill out the the gaps. You know, in the world a little bit that you could you know do in like an hour long episode would be uh would be interesting to me too. What say you, Trent? As far as season two. Yeah. I'm also curious to see how they adapt that storyline. And that I found more interesting than the first one. I think I may have said it on here before. The second game I like more and I like the story more specifically. So I want to see exactly how they do it. And the time jump apparently the actress that plays um, Ellie mm-hmm. is already 20 years old, which she looks or they look 12 <laughs> to me. Yeah. But this uh, that age 20 is like around, I think Ellie's 19 in the second game. So they're already that age now. So I don't know what they're going to do to make them look older because they're already short as it is. So you can't make them grow, you know, maybe put them on stilts or something, but I don't know exactly how they're going to show the progression of time. Cause that's what I would be worried about. Is like, <clears throat> Oh, if they look the same in the second season as they did in the first season, it, it's not going to, you're right. Like, yeah. Cause they look exactly the same as they did in game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. To me, I'm like, oh, they just they pluck no, this child out watch, of that series. You gotta watch Game of Thrones again, and then <laughs> watch this one. But I, I liked, like I said, 
the adaptation of this from the uh, from the game to the movie. And Jeff, you said that was a negative that you already knew what was going to happen. I don't necessarily uh, think that's... slightly, slightly. I think it is, but I, I don't it, think meaning that's like a shows. Fault. I missed out. I missed out. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, I, like I, I knew what was coming. It's just not knowing. Right? Would have been yeah. fun. For but me. that's like the adaptation of comics to animated films. They've been doing that for years. Where it's like, do you do All Star Superman the exact same way that it was done in the comics? Or do you change it? And then, oh, well, I already know the ending. I already know what's going to happen. I think no, that's you change the same. his race and make everybody yeah, mad. Yeah. That's how you do it. Which that's what you they do, are baby. starting to do. But yeah. I think they did a good job for the task at hand. They turned it into a successful television show and made an event that everybody wanted to watch it and was talking about it from week to week. But one of the, the big things that I was saying Earlier, I said I was going to talk about the things that were a little bit disappointing to me were the zombies. Now, everyone described this as a zombie show, but it's not, though. Yeah. If we didn't play the games, I don't even think if we just watched the show, I don't even think we would even be thinking about the zombies for the most part, because this was a survival, you know, apocalypse story to me. There was very little zombies at the very beginning. There was, but they really don't even play that big a role throughout the After the, the bloater. Season. Yeah, after the bloater, right? And then that was episode the, three almost it feels like not that. It was like they showed the... Uh, that was all backstory. Yeah. It was yeah, like I don't, a fight with the like the raiders, right? It wasn't, the, it wasn't even like the infected at that point, right? I can't so even they, think yeah. of if there was one after the bloater, now that I'm thinking of it. Right? Maybe they they blew all their money on the beginning. Oh, we can't afford anymore, so yeah. uh, just have yeah. the regular humans out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would like, and they actually, I saw an article that was saying that they are going to include more in the second season. So maybe that's something that will be addressed. But I would have liked more in this first season. I did like the change that they made where they made them the fungus and they're all connected. So I think that's going to play a larger role in the second season. But that instead of breathing in the spores, it was, okay, they're all just a fungus that's connected. They can come after you and they could feel the the vibrations and all that stuff. I think that's going to be an interesting change in the next season. Uh, But I would have liked to see it a little bit more. The other thing that was kind of bothering me was the very last scene. Now we're already in spoilers. If you haven't seen this, the very last scene of the doctor, Mm -hmm. I felt like, and I had to explain this. um, Actually, maybe I'm the only one that, watch this with other people who didn't know the game. We we watched this at my wife's parents' house, my in-laws. They had never played the game before. My wife has. She's played or she's watched me play The Last of Us and watched me beat it. So she already knew the ending, but they had no idea. So I was kind of explaining to them the importance of this doctor being the only like he's a specialist, like the only one that could do it. So when Joel kills him, it's like, oh that actually means that's a there's a huge weight to that because that's it there's no more hope of a cure like anything else like that whereas in the in the show i feel like he killed the doctor real quick and it was like oh that's just a doctor we can get any doctor and he can do the surgery or or he can do it then at the end with uh merle um in the parking lot which Mm -hmm. that was very accurate to the game but her being like 
oh yeah, we can still save her. There's still a chance we can still make a cure. I felt like they should have made it more dire of, no, that's it. He just doomed everybody. He just killed the whole world mm-hmm. because, because that was, that's the whole point of that ending being so divisive and it, people wondering, did Joel make the right choice? That's the the whole thing that makes the last of us a good ending for a video game, which I think is one of the best endings of all time. I think it has one of the best opening levels of all time and one of the best ending levels of all time. It's that decision and putting people against each other. Did he do the right thing? Is, is Joel actually the villain of this story? And uh, I noticed they did a survey of uh, parents and a hundred percent of the parents said, yeah, you made the right decision. People who were not parents, it was kind of 50 50. They're like, I don't know if he did the right thing. Maybe I would have killed her uh, for the greater good. So I thought that was interesting. But I wish they would have made that a little bit bigger. And then also in the show, I noticed when I talked to a lot of people who hadn't played the game, they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. They took the, you know, the decision away from Ellie and they, they didn't really give her the chance to make the decision. I felt like in the game, I haven't played the game in a while, but the ending of the game, I felt they made it more clear or maybe that, maybe that happens in the second game. I don't know if you guys remember, they made it more clear that Ellie was like, yes, I'm on board with this. I want mm-hmm. to sacrifice myself and I want my life to mean something. Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I'm getting that from the second game now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. Um, but I, I, I would have liked something more in the explanation in the the show of oh ellie did want that that was her decision and it wasn't just joel being like no i'm gonna take it from you i don't you don't get any choice in this yeah and i think that's like the very final scenes of of her being very you know like she doesn't like clearly doesn't believe him you know yeah Uh, and that was actually interesting i was listening to the, the official podcast and they were talking about do you think ellie is too smart to to not know that he's lying so is she going along with the lie or is she saying like she's convincing herself? No, no, he's not lying. It, it, that's, that is exactly what happened. Like her psychology in that situation of, you know, she's not dumb. You know that she can, she could tell when you're lying to her and that, that Joel's lying to her. So why did she go along with it? Why didn't she say something in that moment? I thought that was interesting, that decision that that she makes of, oh, yeah, he said he wasn't lying. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to say anything. Almost like a test of the relationship, kind of like where you look at somebody and be like, okay, like you have to be, you know, it's almost like a significant point in any kind of relationship where, you know, if you're in this kind of weird situation where you're like, all right. You, I'm gonna look you in your eye, and are you gonna actually lie to me, or are you gonna come clean? And you know the person's lying, like would say a lot to, you know, like that feels like a significant part. Granted, we find out, you know, what happens later, but like feels like a significant, like, all right, this is either I'm gonna continue to hang out around here, or I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like, kind of moment when she asks for that, right? Yeah. That's going to play a, a significant role in season two, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also real quick, that last scene, the, the shootout at the very end, my in-laws, when they were watching it, 
they were like, oh, yeah, John Wick. Yeah, this is fun. We're killing everybody. <laughs> in the game. reaction. <laughs> I think in the game, when you're controlling Joel, it's more visceral and you're like oh damn i'm killing these people like this is yeah it's not supposed to be an action sequence yeah because it's not up until that point you've only killed fireflies Mm -hmm. you've killed people that are zombies you've killed yeah you've had justifiable reasons to like it's not like grand theft auto where you're just running around shooting everybody just for the heck of it so you're right like there's a big there's Mm -hmm. a big like i'm killing all these people it's 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 that modern warfare two moment, right? You mean the no, no Russian. Russian? Yeah, you know, which is like same energy here, where you're like, well, yeah, like and here also, we go. Oh shit! In the Except game, no Russian is nowhere near as justified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. In the game, it forces you to kill the doctor, right? Like, I remember yeah, that moment. Yeah, yeah I remember being like, no, I don't want to do this. I I was trying to like shoot away and i was trying to make every decision and i was like oh they won't let me progress i cannot beat this game until i kill the doctor so i kind of i don't know how you like can convey that in a tv show but i was missing that at the end it it just felt kind of too fast at the end Mm. when he killed the doctor oh yeah and did you guys notice the easter egg at the very end one of the nurses that Mm -hmm. uh is uh, helping Ellie or whatever is Laura Bailey, the actress who plays Abby in the second game. Oh um, no, I didn't know. So I, know I, I saw her name in the credits, but I was like, "Who was she?" And then I, I listened to the podcast. And I was watching some other stuff, but, uh. but it was cool that Laura Bailey because that was another thing. Having the actress that played Ellie in this show as Ellie's mom, I thought that yeah. number one, that scene was great. And then also the fact that she got to give birth to Ellie. And on it, I highly recommend if listen to the official podcast because she's on this latest episode or the last episode. And she talks about her, uh, just her journey with Ellie from playing her in the game to now playing her mom in the show. And I thought Ashley Johnson is the name. She just did a great job. So that scene, that whole scene was cool. Yeah. It was very good. It was very good. I'm looking forward to seeing. Season two in five years, whenever Play- PlayStation Six will be out by the time that <laughs> yeah. comes out. Yep, yep, yep. But you know, all good things must come to an end. That's how it goes, you guys, including this podcast. What? Thank you for not forever. I mean, just this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> this week's episode is coming to a close, my boys. Oh, Thanks so snap. much. Snap. Yeah, exactly. Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Our mandatory shop reference. Got it in. Oh, Snuck it man. in at the very end there. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't don't turn off the pod yet. I want to tell you something. Did you know that Vactor is the king of podcasts? He's the king of all media. He's got Treknopod, which comes out every week, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, co-starring Co-Captain Shaw, where they talk Picard, Season 3, and anything and everything Star Trek related. And that's currently available, again, anywhere you get your podcasts. You also have the Vactorverse. Go to YouTube, type in Vactorverse, and you're going to find sweet comic book content all curated just for you from Vactor, where he has a plethora of rotating guests on his pod or video podcast, I guess you can call it, uh, talking about their comic book origins, reviewing comic book movies, deep dives into anything and everything comic book related, and you're going to want to hit the subscribe button and the bell 
on your YouTube page. So again, that's Vactorverse on YouTube and Treknopod anywhere you get your podcasts. You can find our social media links on Linktree forward slash the Sandbox Gamers or just check the show notes. It's all in there. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. Last but not least, GG, everybody. GG. GG. 